0: I did actually, um, just in an attempt to win you guys over this morning, I got a few funny things together just to start us off. JD, do you want to show us? This is actually going to tie in a little bit later. Um, These are some quiz questions that apparently somebody didn't know the answer and so they got creative. So where was the American Declaration of Independence signed? At the bottom. (laughs) Here's a math question, find X. Here it is. I think I actually might have tried that one at some point in junior high. OK, the difference between 180 and 158 is 22. Explain how you found your answer in problem four. Math. <laughs> Teachers might be amused, but your grade is not improving. Briefly explain what hard water is. Ice. <laughs> You're doing great, JD. Just keep us cruising along here. Someone. They, the, uh, what's that called? Multiple choice? Maybe they got that part right. Extra credit. What's the strongest force on earth? Love. <laughs> probably not in context. This is probably my favorite one. It says, Name the quadrilateral. <laughs> so they put Bob, Sam. I, does that say Tedison? They made up a name. Kate and Harry. And yeah, so what ended in 1896, 1895? This is great. I'm really glad you guys are laughing. This is helping me. This says you have to expand this equation. So he expanded, expanded a little more and a little more as he goes down. And uh, this is a personal favorite, too. This kid grew up going to Sunday school on a one-mile walking tour, whatever story math problem, and he doesn't know, so he just says Jesus. <laughs> so in Sunday school, that can work a lot of the time. The answer is always Jesus. <laughs> so that I'll try to tie that in a little bit later. It's not just completely random. Um, I learned from Emily, my friend, Emily Chamberlain, Um, actually a time when she was up speaking and she didn't have a lot of time to prepare and it made her super nervous and she explained to everybody how healthy it is to do things that make you nervous and that's exactly what I'm doing right now. So um, I just want to ask you guys since it's my first time speaking in front of a church ever maybe you could give me a little grace and (laughs) laugh extra at my jokes or if I make a point like act like it really hit home for you and (laughs) say amen a lot and things like that. Um, I also want to just acknowledge I have some friends and I have some family that came just for today and just want to say thank you guys. Um, Because you're here I'm a little extra nervous (laughs) and I also feel really loved and supported so thank you guys. Um, So Here's, here's the last little piece of intro. I was thinking, since it's my first time, each time you do something, you get better and better at it. So whatever happens today, you can just look forward to my next message. So um, I'm just going to pray really quick. God, I just, I just want you to help us hear what you're saying. I know I have something um, that I want to communicate. Just ask for the words to do that well. And um ask for you to do something supernatural in this place through an inexperienced speaker. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So I am excited about this message. Um, I learned a while ago um, that it's important for a message to hit each person in the room right where they're at. So I'm not gearing it just to men or just to worshipers or just to musicians. This is supposed to be for everybody. It's a super important subject, and it applies to all of us. And also just wanna say this message comes from a place in my heart of just caring deeply for each person in the room. So um, my title is Good, Better, Best. And it's a message about our relationship with God. So um, I'm gonna start this message coming from a perspective thinking about the end of your life. It's, um, that's something maybe we don't talk about all the time and uh, it might even be something we try to ignore a lot of the time. Um, Someday it's going to be extremely important, and a lot of us don't have, we're not faced with that, but it will be um, just sort of thinking long term now, you can think toward that day, and it's beneficial. Um, This is even more important, thinking long term, even more important than when your dentist tells you to floss. So, uh, Thanks, I heard a couple little laughs in there. Um, Okay, JD, we've got our next slide here. Let's talk about one of the main points here. Pleasing God is easy. This is what you wanna do with your life. And he made it easy for us. Um, There's a flip side to this coin. Pleasing God is easy, but he cannot be fooled. So you can't fake it, but he made it easy for us to do this. You can try to keep up appearances, um, you can play a, a part when you're out in public in front of people and try to seem a certain way and say the right things. Um, that's my working definition of religion. That's not why we're here. We don't want religion. That's just appearances. It's not a real thing. And uh, you might be able to fool people around you with that, but God cannot be fooled. Okay. So I'll, I'll just mention a couple of scriptures about this. In First Samuel, it tells us that Man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at your heart. So he sees through all that stuff, all of our silly ways that we try to make ourselves seem better than we actually are. And uh, Proverbs 16:2 tells us all a man's ways could even seem innocent to him. It might even seem innocent to you. But God can see our motives. He weighs our motives. So motives become very important at this point. Um, we 'll talk through that a little bit. You can have hidden motives, um, maybe selfishness or pride or greed or ambition if you 've practiced the right things to say um, you 'll maybe a lot of people won 't know that you have that as a as a hidden motive, but God will know he 'll be able to see through all that i 'm um, not saying this because like god 's watching and he 's going to get you it 's more like God loves you. He can see everything, even things you can't see. And maybe it's useful for you to ask him, like, what do you see? Like, is there anything between us? What do you see? Is it like, what could you help me see that I, I might need to know about? So, um, yeah, just as his sons and daughters, we have such a place of, a wonderful place of favor and understanding with him. So, um, um, you know, this old movie quote, kind of famous, um, what we do in life echoes in eternity. That kind of boils down a little bit of what I'm talking about today. Um, One day, you're gonna close your eyes here for the last time, and you'll open your eyes and you'll see heaven, you'll see Jesus. So what's that gonna be like for you? We can think about that now and do things now that are useful for that moment. Will he seem close and familiar to you Will you have things to talk about? Or maybe will you possibly have a moment where you might, have, you might wish that you would have spent more time getting to know him? Um, maybe some of us will be overcome with joy because it's this longing that's finally fulfilled. We see our best friend face to face. We've been waiting for this day forever. Um, you know, there's a few characters in the Bible um, the thief that was hanging on the cross next to the cross Jesus was hanging on, he said, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said, today you'll be with me in paradise. So that guy didn't even know Jesus very long. He's like at the very, very, very end. And for all eternity, he's gonna be saying to himself, I'm so glad I asked him. I'm so glad I'm here. I'm so glad. Um, So I'm not talking about like a, whether we get into heaven or not. I'm talking about, um, the point of my message is, do you know him? The apostle John was the apostle that would just, um, when, all the, when everybody was hanging out with Jesus, he would actually lean back on Jesus' chest. That's a close relationship. For all eternity, he gets to celebrate what they have together. So um, I just think we can, we can look at that. We can cultivate some of that between ourselves and God. Um, these kind of questions, they're key for our eternity, but they're also for today. What we don't need to do is let this lead us to a life of rule-keeping and just um, faking our success. Again, that's just religion. We don't want to ignore this reality either. Um, denial doesn't make it go away. It's super important. Um, he doesn't just have this bar that's a little bit too high for us to reach. We can never get over it. We can never reach it. Um, That's just, uh, that's all those rules. That's not what we signed up for. This is a relationship. I'm talking about what you're going to want at the end of your life. Um, One more thing. We're not going to, we're not trying to make him love us more. We're not trying to make him like us more. He already loves you. He already likes you. And nothing you could do could make him love you more or like you more. We're already set in that department. So this is, the question I'm trying to get at here is, do you know him? So um, remember our, our little pop quiz questions that were up on the screen? You can actually think of being prepared for the end of your life like there's this quiz coming at the end of your life. And here's like the real advantage is we already know what questions are going to be on it. He's made it really clear um, so that we can pass this thing with flying colors. Um, it's simple. And not complicated, but again, you can't fake it. can't fake your answers. So I'm not going to try to convince you I know what it's like when we see him face to face. But um, the scripture does give us a couple of clues. Um, You know, one thing that's going to matter big time when we see him face to face is did you trust him? Did you accept the payment that he made for you, for everything, all your mistakes and your sin? That's going to matter big time. But it's also just going to be a no-brainer. It's already done. And uh, so I'm going to kind of go quickly over a couple of these. Another thing is, what did you do with the opportunities and resources he entrusted to you? You'll talk with him about that. So um, again, it's not a scary thing. It's just something that we know we're going to talk with him about. You can do a good job here in this life just by caring about this. And, uh, And then the one I want to really land on, a quiz question at the end of your life is, did you know him? Um, At the end of our life, some people will actually hear Jesus say, I never knew you. We don't want that. Um, I've I've got famous people that I kind of look up to or that I've learned from. I've learned a lot about them. I've listened to their music a lot. I've watched movies that they're in or read books. And some of those people I've actually met and you, if you've had this moment before, like I've, I've, you know, I've read all your books, or I've listened to that album a hundred times, or that kind of thing. You shake hands and you make eye contact, and it's like this stranger, this complete stranger. You have no connection. You don't know that person. There's no relationship. And I'm trying to, what I'm trying to get at is, we don't want that with Jesus. We need to get to know Him. And. Uh, If you haven't laughed together or cried together or gotten in a fight or forgiven each other, you probably don't know somebody that well. Otherwise, it's just like a distant admiration. Um, God gave gave us these questions so we can be ready. You don't want to get to that moment where you're face-to-face with him and you're just feeling like, okay, so yeah, I really never tried. So I've set this up. It's maybe a couple people are uncomfortable right now. And uh, my goal now is to convince you that everything I just brought up is reason to be excited and not reason to be nervous. So um, I don't know, am I biting off too much to chew? It's my first time. Maybe I just pick an easy topic like this. Um, Okay, so good news, JD. God is love, and he keeps no record of our wrongs. Love keeps no record of wrongs. He has removed our sin from us as far as the east is from the west. We're not going to have any embarrassing conversations about our sin. He's already forgotten all that. He wants friends, so he's helping us to be prepared for this moment. Here's some good news that's a little chunk of scripture. John, the apostle that I was talking about earlier, he has this writing style That's kind of repetitive, but it's like he's on a subject, but he's coming at it from every angle. starts to get, um, well, I'll just read it. 1 John 4, 7 to 19. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son into the world as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. We'll skip up to verse 16. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. This is how love is made complete among us, so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we're like Jesus. There is no fear in love. But perfect love drives out fear, because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. Because we love because he first loved us. So it's this rapid fire love passage. He's just on love, 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 love. Here's another thing about love. Here's another thing about love. I actually, as I was kind of going over this passage, going over and over, it started to remind me of Dr. Seuss a little bit. He kind of does that, um, like it almost. If Dr. Seuss would have written that passage, he'd be saying like, "I love you in the rain, I love you on a train, I love you in the house, I love you with the mouse." Um, but you know, it's more than just a truth. It's not just a fact on a on a little statement. It's like an ocean. He's trying, to, he's trying to communicate something that takes a lot of words. It's not just one one-dimensional thing. It's a whole ocean that it just swirls around like that whole love, 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 love. You almost can't take it all in. It covers us. It splashes us. It soaks us. It fills us. And this perfect love casts out all our fear remember I'm trying to convince you to get excited about this stuff. It, it casts out all your fear. You don't have to carry any fear into that moment when we look forward to our first face-to-face with him. And tucked in the middle of this whole ocean that we just talked about, it has this phrase, we have confidence on the day of judgment. That's really good news. You get to just be completely confident when you walk up to him. You're not... Partly shrinking back, a little bit nervous, a little bit embarrassed. You're just, you're just confident because of all this love. So this isn't just for when we die and go to heaven. This is for now in this life. It has application for us now. If you stay close to him, the Holy Spirit is called comforter, helper. He's our life source. This is what you want now in life. It's worth pressing into now. Um, The the Bible actually says we have access to things like joy unspeakable. That sounds pretty awesome. Peace that passes understanding. Love that never fails. And wisdom whenever we need it. We can just go to him and ask him. So how do we do this? How do we get ready? A couple of how-tos here. First thing, you want to build history and friendship with God. So how do you get to know a person? Um, You might find out what that person likes and start doing that or talking with them about it. Um, Hebrews 12, 28, actually Emily read this a couple weeks ago. It says, worship God in a way that will please him with reverence and awe. So we don't want to treat him like you gave us all these clues and we didn't treat you as, as though you weren't important enough for us to really press into that. It's honor. We want our praise to be like a sacrifice to him. It's just all about what he likes. It's just all, all about him. And I don't think we're crossing into an area of works or legalism if we're just trying to find out what he likes and then just do those things. It's because it's we have this heart toward him that's like we're just crazy in love with him. We just want this connection with him. So you could study what a person likes if you want to get to know them. If your spouse or a friend likes a certain restaurant and you take them out maybe even often and you just keep taking them to the restaurant next door, it's great that you're taking them out. That's actually a really nice gesture, but it could be even a little better if you just, just found out just a little more about them and you could really hit the mark. And, uh, you know, another, another way to say that, like maybe, maybe you have a friend that always talks to you about sports, 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 but maybe you're a music person. And it's like, it's great. I like it that you're talking to me. I like knowing about you and stuff, but, but I like music. So could we talk about that? We can do this with God. You just want to make your time together count. On the other hand, we don't want to get too bound up in trying to make it perfect for him because he just loves us so much. He's a heavenly father that he's just crazy about us. I'll tell you a true story from myself as a father. One of my kids came up to me and handed me a picture that they had drawn and we're all excited and this is for you dad and I looked at it and you know I want to encourage him and I'm telling him good job this is awesome and then I have to get over that little boundary of like, you know, like what is it? And and so you saw that one coming. So then it, you know, the here's the explanation. It's you and me, dad, and we're holding hands. So, whoa. So that yeah, thanks. That became instead of something that I could have said, well, it's not very good. I, now I'm saying like, I'm going to save this. This is like a, a treasure to me now. And that's any attempt we make between us and God. He's looking at us like that. The point of taking the time to do this is it's worth it to get to know someone because of all the relationship that can follow. And it takes time. There's no way around it. That's one of the things you can't fake. You can't cram at the end real quick and then fool anybody. It takes time. And you're still here, so you have time. So press into it. It's really worth it. We want to aim for intimacy with him. This whole thing works the best when we just focus on him and just do what he likes. So here's some things he likes. He likes it when we worship him and praise him, sort of important, it has to be real. You can't just be um, just going through the motions. I'll get to that in a minute. Extravagant, heartfelt worship and praise. Um, Here's something I learned from being around Jory. Before we go on stage, we've led worship in a lot of places. And I'll hear her say this a lot. God, we we don't just want to go through the motions. We don't want to waste any opportunities for worshiping him. Um, you know, it's possible. It's, it's actually pretty easy to show up somewhere and you sing the songs and you go home. And in our, in our case, sometimes we'll even get paid to do this. You show up and sing some songs and you get paid and go home. That's not very meaningful between you and God if that's all you're doing. Um, I talked about this opening one of the services a while back. You can picture it like it's an envelope. The song is like an envelope and we send it up to God. And it may, or it may be a box with really pretty wrapping paper on it. And that's nice. But then he's going to look inside. He doesn't want just an empty envelope. He doesn't want like this box with nice wrapping paper. And he looks inside and it's like, "Ah, guys, like I wanted to connect with you. And the song might be fancy. Or it might be old. But it doesn't really matter. It's just about what we put in it. If you're just going through the motions, it's like you're giving him a greeting card that you didn't even sign. So we want to build this personal connection with him. He likes it when you talk to him. There's another thing. He wants to hear about your dreams and your hopes. He wants to hear about your pain and your needs. He wants you to thank him for stuff and he wants you to ask him for stuff. And he likes it when you listen. Let's actually be polite and relational with him. He might want to say something too. We don't just do all the talking and then leave. Um, One more thing that I actually added in just late last night. He actually likes to have secrets with you. He wants to have some things that you know about that and he knows about that, and that's it. Like something special that he said to you one time. Or um, like even an inside joke, maybe. That's just for you, just for the two of you. Um, You might have some stories of, Kurt brought this up last week, actually. Um, Sometimes God will ask Kurt to do something and then say, let's just keep this just between us. So maybe you give generously or something, and and it's just between you and God. No one else knows. Um, Some people might even have a nickname with God, something that you know that that's his nickname for you. Actually, there's a passage that says, for some, we're going to meet him in heaven. He's going to hand you a white stone with a name that only you and he know. That's pretty cool. So we're going to get down to just the the real question here. How's your connection with God now? We don't want to just learn about this stuff and then head out of here. Let's have a moment of really thinking about this. I think Psalm 63 is pretty useful here. It's got this passage that has all these different levels of connection in it. So I'm just going to read it. I think it's up on the screens too. Oh God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My body longs for you in a dry and thirsty, no, dry and weary land where there's no water. I've seen you in the sanctuary and beheld your power and your glory. Because your love is better than life, my lips will glorify you. I will praise you as long as I live. And in your name, I will lift up my hands. I will be satisfied as with the richest of foods. With singing lips, my mouth will praise you. On my bed, I remember you. I think of you through the watches of the night. Because you are my help, I sing in the shadow of your wings. I cling to you. Your right hand upholds me. My soul clings to you. So, yeah, that's a good one. (laughs) I was, I think, pretty sure that was David, King David wrote that one. Um, So here's a couple of levels I see in that passage. One, God, you are my God. That's sort of surface level. You're a God, you're my God. That's pretty good, really, to start with. That's important, but it's kind of a basic level of buy-in to start with there. Second, I would point out, I've seen you in the sanctuary and beheld your power and your glory. To me, that's almost like that famous person, like I I admire you distantly. I saw some stuff you did. I know some stories about you. That's really cool. I admire you. But there may not be as deep of a connection there yet. Then we get into some stuff like, on my bed, I remember you. I think of you in the watches of the night. My soul clings to you. Your right hand upholds me. This is getting a little deeper. I actually have some history with God. I remember the first time I had memorized this, you know, I don't know, years before or something, I memorized that passage. And it meant a lot to me, but I remember the first time I rolled over in the middle of the night and I thought of him. You start having memories with people that you're getting to know them. Start having that history. Remember that time? Remember that other time? So we got to focus on this. We got to, this is really important for now and for the end of your life. And today is the best time for you to focus on this, to ask this question and give yourself a real clear, honest answer. And there's really not a wrong answer. When we get to the end of our lives, some of us, might look back and wish we had done this. We'll see him face to face, and we might have that feeling like, man, I never really tried. Wish I had. Or we might be filled with that lifetime of desire for our dearest friend, and we finally get to see him face to face. So um, I'm almost done. I'll just have the band come up. You guys can get back in your places. And I'll tell you guys about a time that I experienced in my life, in my journey. Um, I heard a guy talking about this years ago. And uh, just as he was explaining his relationship with God and talking about knowing God, it was like you could tell he really knew God. He really had a close friendship with God. And, uh, And he was explaining a time in his life where he had just gotten brutally honest with God and just said, I don't think I know you that well. I don't think I really love you that well, but I want to. And that's a fine place to start. You could be at a spot of just, I never knew you. Or you could be at a spot of maybe just a little baby step up from there. Like, I, I, I've trusted you. I know, like, we're, we're good, but I don't really love you very well, but I want to. That was my place. It just hit me at that time, and it was like, wow, it's okay. I have permission to be that honest with God. It was so useful in my life, because I could take that moment and then take steps forward from there. Like, okay, now that we know where we're at, we can move forward from here. So yeah, where are you right now? He might have already highlighted something while I was talking. If not, you could just ask him right now. Where are we, God? Do you have any thoughts about where we're at right now? Something that's in the way, or some place we could be closer right now? Some place we could get to know each other more. So I chose this last song. Actually, I asked Jory to sing it, and I feel like it's one that um, is just useful for a moment like that. Like this, it's just really face to face. It's just kind of a sweet song. And I just want to pray for um, God for us to just all have a moment with you. No matter where we're at with you, that we get to take another little, little step forward. That you let us see a little more of who you are. That we don't take lightly that you've revealed these secrets to your heart. That we can know you more and walk closely with you. Just pray that for our whole church.